0: Good evening, friends. Uh, we're, today we're going to cover computer viruses, computer worms, and trojans, uh, and a few examples of some of the malicious uh, software that is out on the internet and how you can affect it. Then I will cover, in a few days' time, what you actually can do. Okay? So let's start with a computer virus. So what is a computer virus and its types, okay? So for those that don't know what a computer virus is, basically, a computer virus is a malicious program that self uh, self, uh, reproduces itself by copying itself to another program. In other words, the computer virus spreads by itself into other executed code or documents. Okay, so it's a piece of programming. And it's designed for many, many different purposes. The purpose of creating a computer virus is to infect vulnerable systems, gain admin control and steal the users' sensitive data. Hackers design computer viruses with malicious intent and prey on online users by tricking them. Okay, so computer viruses can be put in your system and there can be a timer put on it. I could sit there for six months, your computer could be operating, no problem. Uh, it's not necessarily your computer will go slow, them days are over. And basically, whenever you click on a certain program, the computer virus activates itself. Now, a guy called Robert Thomas, an engineer of BBC Technologies, developed the first known computer virus in the year of 1991. The first virus was called Creeper virus, and the experimental program carried out by Thomas infected mainframes of many, many computers. It was a Tully tape message that was displayed on the screen and read, I am the Creeper, catch me if you can. Okay, so Viruses have been out for quite a number of decades. The computer virus is one type of malware that inserts its virus code to multiply itself by altering the programs and applications. The computer gets infected through malicious code. Computer viruses come in different forms to infect the system in different ways. Some of our most common viruses are, these are some of the common ones friends, you call it the boot sector virus. So basically your boot sector is whenever your operating system is rebooting, or you basically start it up. It reads off your boot sector first, and then it loads your operating system. So you have the boot sector virus, then you have what they call the direct action virus. Okay, now the boot sector virus to give you an idea is the big sector virus, this type of virus infects the master boot records and it has challenged the complex task to remove the virus and often requires the system to be formatted. Mostly it spreads through the removable media. Now way back in 1998, Windows 98 and uh, Windows 95, you had to make up what they called a floppy boot disk where on windows 95 you get boot up from a floppy disk a type y and etc there's a few key codes you had to type in now you also have what they call the direct action verse now this is also called a non-resident verse it gets installed or stays hidden in the in the computer memory it stays attached to a special type of files that in fact it does not affect the user's experience and the system's performance. So not every virus will affect your performance. Not every virus will catch on, okay? So these are a few examples, friends. There's plenty and many of them. In today's world of 2022, the year of 2022, viruses are designed every second of the day. And the antivirus companies, some of them are trying to keep up. Then you have what they call the resident virus. Unlike direct action viruses, resident viruses get installed on the computer. It is difficult to identify the virus and is even difficulty to remove a resident virus. And these are a few examples. And there's different names for all these types of viruses. One particular one called the overwrite virus. This type of virus deletes all the files slotted in facts. The only possible mechanism to remove it is delete the file and faxes and the end user has to lose all this content identifying the virus is over as it spreads through emails now some people use system restore and i'm a, to be honest with you guys some of these people that are writing these virus these pieces of program code because that's exactly what it is and they know that the machines do have System Restore and what can happen is they can put it in the System Restore because they know that people will try to go back and restore their system and basically the virus then has reappeared personally I don't use System Restore but what I do use is I use a backup in the clouds Always backup important photos and information there are many ways of doing that Dropbox is free Google will give you five gigs I believe, iCloud on the max provide a certain amount and you can pay a wee bit for extra, so always back up on the clouds or back up on external storage drives and of course always scan when fact at once. now one called the space filter verse, this is also called the cavity verse, this is also sorry this is called so this this is called so as they fill up the empty spaces between the codes and hence does not cause any damage to the file. And these are just a few examples. You've got the file and factors, okay, which is a number of virus. Few file and factor viruses come attached with program files such as .com or X files, EXE. Some file and factor viruses in fact any program in which executed this request. So basically what they try to do is they try to hide it inside a genuine program. So as soon as you go to click or operate the program, the virus takes effect. So, you have another one called the Resident Virus. Okay, so the Resident Virus impacts itself into the memory of a computer. So basically the original virus program is not required to in fact be files or applications. Even when the original virus is detected, the virus stored in the memory can be activated. This happens when a computer OS loads certain applications or functions. The resident viruses are troublesome due to the reason they can run unnoticed by antivirus programs and anti malware programs, software behaving in the system RAM. Ok, so you can't hide a virus in your system RAM. And this is just to highlight, friends, to give you a wee bit of understanding what a virus is. It's designed, it's programming code, basically. Now, you also have what they call a rootkit virus. Now, rootkit viruses is, is a malware type, which secretly installs an illegal rootkit on an infected system. This opens the doors for tigers to gain them full control of your system attacker will be able to function modify or disable functions and programs okay the rootkit virus is also created to bypass antivirus programs the latest virus, viruses of major antivirus and anti-malware programs include rootkit scanning so that's one of the lucky things in the early days we didn't have many programs for detectable rootkits now of course People would say, we have antivirus programs on our computer, we're safe. You're only as safe as how good the antivirus program is. So basically, I would recommend that you use the top three. So you need to do a bit of research and find out which is the top three antivirus programs. Now, they will give you some protection, but you're not guaranteed it will remove everything. So what do you do? The experts suggest to me that... Have by having a decent antivirus programme on your operating system. Now Windows 10 does come with Windows Defender. And it is one of the top ones at the moment. Many years ago, most of us tech minded people wouldn't even have used it. So it has improved. Now, I would recommend that you install a couple of what they call standalone programs if you're running malware on an antivirus program at the same time you're going to slow your computer down so only run it manually don't have it running in mail time Okay, so a couple of standalone programs basically to check what your antivirus program misses out gives you a wee bit of protection and of course it depends on where you browse and where you go and what emails links and etc you click on so if you're just one of them people that clicks on anything well then there's a chance you're going to get infected if you don't know how to remove it well then it's going to cost you money if you don't know anybody else is going to do it okay so that's viruses now we also have in today many people will not even know this we also have what they call computer worms now in the early days computer worms were hossack okay so what is a computer worm now it's not only on things that you use when you're going fishing okay and that's just a wee bit of humor so what is a computer worm and how does it work okay worms computer worms can transmit through software and vulnerabilities. Our computer worms can arrive as attachments in spam emails or instant messages. Once opened, these files could provide a link to a malicious website or automatically download the computer worm. Once that is installed, the worm signally, sorry, signally goes to work on a faxing machine without the user's knowledge. Now, in July 2010, we had what they call the Stutnax computer worm, which is the most famous computer worm. Okay, so we're talking about computer worms. As I say, many people won't even know this. Okay, so worms can modify and delete files. Okay, so the most famous computer worm was called Stutnax, E T Stutnax, I think it's pronounced, in July of 2010. It was the first computer warmed as a cyber weapon and was discovered by two security researchers after a long string of incidents in Iran. Dubbed the Stutniks, the worm appeared to be much more than complex and the worm researchers were used to sighing. This attracted the interest of high profile security specialists. So, that's just to give you an idea. So. You're probably saying to yourselves, "How do you tell if your computer has a warrant Okay, so if you suspect your devices are infected with a computer worm, run a virus scan immediately. Even if the scan comes up negative, continue to be a, to, c- c- sorry. Continue to be uh, basically continue to to follow up these steps. Okay, so these are some of the signs that you might see. To give you an idea, keep an eye on your hard drive space. When worms are repeatedly replicate themselves, they start to ease up the free space on your computer. So, if you notice that you've got very little on your computer and your hard drive's near full, then well, that could be a sign that there's computer worm on your computer. Also, monitor speeds and performances of your computer. Has your computer seemed a little sluggish lately? Are some of your programs crashing and not, pr- and not running properly? that could be a red flag that a worm is eating up your processing power be on the lookout for missing for sorry missing or new files one function of a computer worm is to delete and replicate files on a computer okay so basically a computer worm now if you you find out that your computer is not a sort of running slow, real slow, there's a number of things you need to investigate. Okay, so if you've noticed that your computer is starting to bog up and go too slow and you don't have a lot of things on what I suggest you do is you bring up your task manager and I'll cover a video at a later date and you can actually check the processes and see what they're running now and you can do a bit of investigation it's basically like a car mechanic if your car engine is not going too well and you take it to the mechanic he's going to do a number of tests so it's the same applies to devices okay and in your processor which I'll do a video later date you will be able to see what program is using how much memory and etc and you can investigate it and be something there and uh, you can check and you how to remove programs to remove that particular program or maybe you have downloaded the program and something has slipped in by accident you can actually terminate the task and you can also take a hacker out of your computer which I'll cover at a later date so if you want to learn then you're with the right person because I have done the exact same over the years ok so we're going to talk about Trojans and most of us heard about computer Trojans so what is a computer Trojan? Some people call it a virus Trojan, okay? So what is a Trojan virus, or what's a computer Trojan? A Trojan horse or Trojan is a type of malware, which is often often, uh, discussed as legitimate software. Trojans can be employed by cyber thieves and hackers to gain access to the user system. Users are typically tricked by some form of social engineering and to loading or executing the Trojans on their system. Once again, Trojans can enable cyber criminals to spy or steal your sensitive data and gain backdoor access to your system. These actions can be included. Examples, deleting your data, blocking your data, modifying your data or copying your data, disrupting the performance of computers or computer networks. This is food for thought, okay this is food for thought. Trojans, they say can spy on you, okay so basically what they can do is they can have what they call a root kit, keystroker virus on your system. So when you type onto your keyboard, they will record the keystrokes and be able to sit back and watch everything that you're writing. So, if you're in a political party even, or a government, and you're sending important information from one part to another, make sure it's encrypted. Make sure that it's secure. Because they can sit or have a a small uh, piece of programming, sit on your system for months, and they could be recording everything And if you happen to be sending a message that you don't want your third person to see, well then, you're in trouble. Any computer device can be hacked, friends. It depends on the knowledge the other person has. So never think to yourself that no one can get access to your system. Okay, so that's a trojan. Now, rootkits, you also have what they call remote access trojans basically speak for themselves to gain remote access to your system. So, you're probably saying to yourself today, how can Trojans, Trojans, uh, sorry, how Trojans can impact you? Trojans are classified according to the type of actions that they perform on your computer. It's simple. And you have a few examples. You've got a backdoor Trojan. A backdoor Trojan gives malicious users remote control over the infected computer, they enable the author to do what they wish on the infected computer, including sending, receiving, launching, deleting files. Basically, friends, they have full control without their knowledge. They can reboot your computer. The Trojans are often used to unite a group of victim computers from a botnet or zombie network that can be used for criminal purposes. So to break us up, simple. If a person gets uh, frozen on their computer they can use your computer without your knowledge and they can turn it into a bolt net which basically means a number of computers to target a certain website or a government website without your knowledge and they crash. Now I understand that governments are still using the old programming system. And it's not designed for to be overloaded with traffic and that's why it crashes now we've all heard in the news DOS attacks well basically DOS attacks is a number of packets computer data packets sent at once to a certain website the website server can't handle it on a crashes. and that's how they bring it down and if it's a business one or government one it can cost a lot of money if it's a hospital servers, well then <coughs> people are going to be in danger and trouble because you can't access their records it rings back up on computers you've got your electricity is run by computers if, that, if their computers are targeted, well then there's no lagger. same as water same as governments, they can put the governments computers out of action and this has happened over the years And there's quite a lot of we simple methods that the government could be doing like a DOS protection securing their networks updating their programming code friends I have been in the National Health like many others over the years and because I'm technically minded I have seen some of the hospitals using to 7 that's even out of date because the governments don't want to spend the money and updating them and then they wonder why people's data and information is leaked that's why they're not maintained unless they've changed their system this last lot of years the last one I seen the dust that was sitting on the back of that computer was unreal and all it took is for someone technically minded to turn the device off for five minutes unplug it open it up use an air can you buy for computers and blow the dust out of the filters when we're using desktop computers and tablets we have what they call small fans to keep the processor unit cool otherwise your computer would boom, your motherboard would fry and I'm going to give you and they are going round day in day out and they are getting up particles in the air and they clog they up and your computer starts to overheat so that's a reason why you don't have your laptop sitting on your knee ok a lot of people don't understand, so I'm here to help you. <clears throat> so let's get back to these Trojans, you the backdoor Trojans, okay. So you've got the exploit Trojan. And these are examples friends, just a few of many thousands. Exploits are programs that contain data or code, that takes advantage of a vulnerable within application software that's running on your computer. Okay, so then you have the old rootkit. Root kits are designed to conceal certain objects or activities in your computer. Often their main purpose is to prevent malicious programs being detected in order to extend the period in which a program can run on their own affected computer. So it depends. it depends what they want to use it for. Now we're going to cover a couple more because there's quite a number here. We're going to talk about the Trojan Banker and you're probably wondering what a Trojan Banker is. A Trojan Banker programs are designed to steal your account, your data for online banking systems, e-payment systems and credit cards or debit cards. So this is a reason friends you have to be concerned if you're going to use your unoperating system. Learn how to use it, learn how to protect it and learn how to browse safely. And you're lucky because I'm here, I'm actually giving you stuff that you won't get on a computer course. Because I learned the hard way. <laughs> now, a lot of people use devices today and don't understand the uh, security technology. They go and they buy a piece of software, put it on and hope for the best. Nine out of ten you could be lucky. Okay? So you also have what they call the Trojan. DDoS. These programs conduct DOS Dental of service attacks against a target web address by sending multiple requests from your computer, from your computer and several other infected computers. The attack can overwhelm the target address, leading to Dental of service. It crisis. It can't cope with the traffic Okay. The Trojan downloader. Okay, Trojan downloaders can be downloaded and installed on various malicious programs on your computer, including Trojans and Oddware. Then you have the Trojan Dropper. These programs are used by hackers in order to install Trojans. Dropper speaks for itself, Trojan Dropper, drop it down, drop it down. Okay these are used by hackers to install Trojans or viruses or to prevent the detection of malicious programs. Not all antivirus programs are capable of scanning all the components inside this type of Trojan. OK. You have the Trojan AM which steals your login and passwords from instant messengers such as IQ, MSN Messenger, AOL, Yahoo, Skype and many more. Then you've got the Trojan Ransom, this is the one where the money comes in. This type of Trojan can modify the data on your computer so that your computer doesn't run correctly or you can log in using spicewise data the criminals will only restore your computer performance or unblock your data after you've paid the ransom money now we know that has been happening for a long time you've got a trojan mail finder okay you've got a trojan sms tax manager. you've got a trojan spy trojan spy programs can spy on how you're using your computer for example, by tracking the data, you enter through the keyboard, or taking screenshots and getting a list of running applications. If you do some research, you'll know over the years that a lot of reporters have been done for hacking mobile phones. I will cover that at a later date. Okay, So how to protect yourself from Trojans. By installing effective anti-malware software, you can defend yourself, including PCs, laptops, Macs, tablets, smartphones, against trojans. A multi-anti-malware solution such as Kaspersky Internet Security antivirus will detect and prevent trojans attacking your PC. Kaspersky Mobile Security can deliver world-class virus protection for Android smartphones. Caspary Labs have an anti-mailware product that defends the following devices against Trojans: Windows PCs, Linux computers, Apple Macs, smartphones, and tablets. Okay, so who creates all this stuff in the first place? Mailware creators. Okay. Vandals, switchers, blackmailers and other criminals. Unfortunately today, in today's world, there's billions of pounds to be made of malicious malware, trojans, and etc. Because if someone's looking at a piece of information that's important to bring a certain party name, well then the certain computers can be targeted. Some people say, oh, our government has good security. Do your research. And the record to go by, I wouldn't have any trust in it, that's me in my opinion. Ok, it's a sad fact that sooner or later, malicious individuals will find a way to exploit almost any intervention or new technology in order to cause damage or generate money. As a legitimate use of a computer, mobile devices and the internet has grown. So, have the opportunities for vandalizers, swindlers, blackmailers, or criminals to benefit from creating computer viruses, frozen and worms, and Excel. Okay, so that's just a small introduction today that you could get on your system. Now, a lot of people say if you run the anti-virus program and it doesn't pick anything up, it does not mean to say your computer's. What I would suggest that you do, if your computer, after you've done the virus, gone, and you've done a bit of investigation, and you're still not happy. Now, if you're backing up in the class, make sure you back up, but you don't want to back up virus, and so, be very careful what you do. If your is still not running uh, correctly, I suggest that you do a low-level format. Not a basic format, but putting your disk in and wiping your computer and setting it up. Okay, a low level format. Okay, so what is a low level format? Okay, now, a lot of people would suggest they also bring it to somebody that knows what they're doing, which is common sense. But my understanding is computer shops will not do a low level format. Okay, they will do a basic wipe of your hard drive by putting your installation disk in, going through the installation process, deleting the petitions and clicking format and that's it. That's called a basic format. A low-level format fills your hard drive with zeros. Okay. And there's quite a number of pieces of software you can get for the date. Now, if your hard drive is 1TB hard drive, a low level format could take anything up to 20 hours. If it's only a 250 gigabyte hard drive, it could take 1 hour, depends. Okay, depends. So, how does low level formats clean your system? Okay, now governments would use low level formats. Okay. Now, pretty much uh, about hard disk formatting, Okay. Uh, low level format wipes your hard drive on a deeper level making old data extremely difficult to recover because it formats the physical sectors of the hard drive itself okay. and it writes zero zero zeros over the hard drive now if you format your hard drive four times basically you can use a data recovery program to still bring the information back so an example if you're throwing out a computer that's no good to you. the motherboard's blue, you couldn't be bothered, blah blah blah. Get an electric drill and pour holes in the hard drive in the hard drive. Because if someone gets that, they can use what they call a hard drive recovery program. And they can try to recover the data. Now personally I have recovered SD cards that have been four four times, six times within 30 minutes. Okay, so where would you get the software to do that? Okay, so Lucky for us today, there's quite a number of software will do that. You have one here called the Google HDD Low Level Formatter. You can get it from CNET. C N E T. Okay. Uh, plug in your hard drive, USB drive, and your computer, and launch Low Level Format tool you can download the ISO print it to a USB stick. If you have a non-computer, desktop computer, you can obviously switch hard drives and do it that way too. There's also what they call free petitional manager programs for the unit. There's another one called E-A-S-E-E-S, petition, master you can do four months, and you can convert your hard days. now excuse me a second now there's another tool that I'm just going to check please to see if it's still available well, this is one that they, believe it or not, certain authorities would use alright, so military and stuff like that and it's called BC White. So it'll do it thus formatting okay bc wipe it's called if I'm not mistaken bc wipe let me check yes wipe files with bc wipe bc wipe all one word right now I've used this one myself many many years ago wipe the files on an active computer and there's a trial version of it here, but they do pay a small price for to basically buy it. BC wipe enables you to permanently wipe your files, select selectively so that it can never be recovered, even the free space. Okay, so if you're doing it, have a bit of patience, on day 32 wipe on it. Do an M.O.D. wipe, what they call. It. Okay. So that's what they call a low level format so there's a wee bit of information that you've learned today uh, PC wipe 60 point sorry 608.6 uh, you can download it from tagspot PC wipe now if you have a laptop at home and you can't get it started and it won't beat up. Now Microsoft have tried to produce this program for many years but weren't very successful. Windows 10 does have what they call a few commands you can type in called check disk forward slash R to repair forward slash F to fix. And obviously you can type format forward slash space C colon to do what they call a basic format. Okay. And that's in the command prompt. but there's a guy called Steve Gibson brought out a program many years ago when I actually bought it. So I think it was one off $18.90. It's called SpinRate. Now what is SpinRate? Okay, so Spinrate. Spinrate comes as an ISO file, okay? And basically it was Spinrate 6, but I think he's updated it. So it comes with its own DOS system built in. So basically, you would go to grc.com and you'd look for SpinRite. You can read the customer's reviews on it. OK, and these are some examples of people that have actually used it, OK? He says, hi, Steve and team. Because Steve Gibson is that designed it. He, it owns, he owns the software. My name is Bob. I've been using SpinRite since version 5 okay he was a flight squadron and the uh, SCM sorry SCM small computer monitor basically I was in the in the department we had uh, a copy of version 5 I can write for it it works so what actually happened was spin rate is designed to basically try and fix the bad sectors on your hard drive and push them all to one end of the drive. okay so Basically, your computer doesn't boot up, your hard drive's naggered, you've got information on it, you forgot to back up, what do you do? You buy Spinrate, S P I N R I T E, from TRC website. It's a one off, do your lifetime. You download the SO image and you burn it up blank CD, or make a boot up disk, USB boot up disk. You switch your computer off, you switch it on, you boot up from your USB or your CD. It loads its own uh, DOS system, it finds the hard drive, you click a few buttons and you let it take its course. So basically what it does, it tries to repair the bot sectors on the hard drive. Once it's finished, you boot up your computer, you take your information of it and then you can dump your drive and replace your hard drive with a new one. Spin rate does work friends. I bought it and I use it. Okay, so if you go to the bottom of this page, you'll see where it says by Spin Rate version 6. It's actually He's actually version 5 is $89 uh, version 6 is $69 and uh, he's also another one here for owners of version 5 so if you got version 5 you can get it for $29 if you're banned at the first time it's going to cost you $89 and uh, if you've bought it before and you've lost it you can put your details in and you will get because Steve will have a copy or if you send him an email to support 3020 at grc.com. If you've lost your last one, he will probably sort it out for you and let you download an ESO image file We can bring it to the CD. I would recommend anybody running a political party today probably has never even heard of spin rate. Uh, so if you've got computers that are even going right, I would recommend that you put Spinrate on it and run them at least once every couple of months. It keeps your hard drive healthy okay now there's other third-party programs on the internet to be honest with you, they wouldn't even kiss this one okay spin rate is called spelt sorry S-P-A-N-R-A-T-E. spin rate by T R C Gibson's research cooperation okay and uh, I can be honest with you Steve Gibson is one of the top notches uh, Steve has been known to help at the FBI before. He's that smart in technology. Okay, so I always try to learn off the best. Uh, okay, I had a NAT BSD server, on uh, which he does a nightly backup to an eight-year-old two terabyte hard drive. My friends, hard drives aren't designed to last forever hard drives, because they're a metal disc and they're swiveling the right and writing all the time, they do eventually give in. Lucky for us, they're not too expensive to replace. He said he had a 2 terabyte hard drive, and since the night task has been running for years, he's been able to watch the hard drive's transfer rate steadily decrease over the past few months. His hard drive is slowed down and is coming to a dead end. And he said that there was obviously something wrong, and he thought that the smart data had collected, had been usually and etc. He says he, he had m- been meaning to run spin rate on the drive but didn't get around it because he was busy. And he tried to hold the system. He discovered it was running slow. Several nights worth of backup ups were still running slow. So he says he ran spin rate for a little over 24 hours. There were no errors reported and again the smart data seemed okay. I reinstalled the drive to the server and is now working crackling performing at normal speed. So spin Spinrate has basically repaired his system and uh, sorted things out. Ok friends, uh, hope that you got a wee bit of uh, technology here. That I will cover another podcast on what actually you can do. Uh, as I've always said before, no matter how good you are, you'll never, re- if you have one virus in your computer, there's possibly there's more than one that's hidden and maybe encrypted depending on how you've set your system up. I'd recommend that you do low-level format and restart. Before you connect the internet, you need to turn off your default settings. If you listen to some of the podcasts I've covered in the past, you should get some decent information. Okay, thank you very much for listening.